The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1981, Episode 1, January through February, Tropical Island Hum. It's a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and it is exactly 1981. Happy New Year! Once there was this little boy who asked his father, would you tell me that old, old story? Once there was this little boy who asked his father, would you tell me that old, old story? Once there was this little boy, and he went to... Mommy, you should remember this more, because you know why? I learned this from my daddy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once there was this little boy who asked his father to tell him that old, 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 old story. Once upon a time, there was this little boy who said, Would you tell me that old, old story? Once you see, it can end anywhere. It can end <laughs> just a little story. like in the battlefield and suddenly your friend died right in front of you and you have to carry on fighting and that was the feeling I had. I don't know why was getting so good with us. I don't know why was getting so good with us.
very tragic and devastating December, on January 2nd, Paul McCartney returns to the recording studio at Air London. We were in recording when John died, and um, like a lot of the people who had been closely associated with him, um, we all kept recording. George did, George Harrison, the same day, went into the studio. Uh, Yoko, pretty soon after, went right in the studio. It was just so hard for everyone to bear that either you were going to sit at home and just think, think, just think, 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 or you were just going to try and just do something to take your mind off it. And all of us kind of had the same reaction.
sweetest little show. Sweetest little show. Sweetest little show in town. While McCartney was recording in London, in America on January 12th, Geffen Records released the single Woman by John Lennon, taken from the LP Double Fantasy. The single had an accompanying video that was given to air on the CBS TV show 2020, with host Barbara Walters on January 20th. Yoko Ono is an extraordinarily sensitive person. And now as a widow, she has drawn on her talent as an artist and filmmaker to create a unique tribute to John Lennon. And here with that very special expression of Yoko Ono's love is Barbara Walters. As you know, Hugh, John Lennon was assassinated on December 8, 1980. Since then, his widow, Yoko Ono, has tried to cope with the world's glaring attention and her own private grief. She's made no public appearances. Indeed, she rarely leaves her apartment. For if anything, her grief has become more severe as the day-to-day -day existence without her husband becomes a reality. But she has tried at one and the same time to answer the multitude of questions and requests put to her and to also somehow express her feelings for her husband, almost as if he was still with her. Her first expression was a full-page advertisement published in nine major newspapers all over the world in an open letter written on January 11th titled in gratitude, Yoko Ono first gave her thanks to all those who cared so much. 
She then said she understood people who might be making money on John's name after his death. And if they wanted to do so on a small scale, they had her blessings. Remember, she said, John was a man with a great sense of humor and understanding. Whatever gets you through your life, he would say. Because she and John shared an understanding of the deeply mystical side of life, Yoko went on, John and I believe that we were one mind, taking two bodies at this time for convenience. Later on, she asked in the letter, Are you trying to tell me something, John? And finally, at the bottom of the page, Yoko wrote, This may not answer all your questions, but it is the best I can do now. This is also in place of giving interviews, personal appearances, and private talks, which many of you have asked for. I would like to have some time for myself. And so it has been. But each of us has a different way of expressing grief. For Yoko Ono, the way of somehow staying close to her husband has been to rely on what has always carried her through life, her own creativity. Her first message was that public letter. Now there is a second message, a videotape. The week of his death, John Lennon walked with Yoko, as they often did, through New York Central Park. But this particular walk was filmed because it was going to be used in Europe to promote their newly released album, Double Fantasy, which incidentally is now number one in the world. Very often on European television, especially in England, videotapes are shown while recordings are being played. But John Lennon was murdered and those pictures never used. Yoko couldn't forget them. On January 20th, Yoko went into a studio with that film. She also allowed new film to be taken in the park of herself alone now after John's death. She mixed this with public photographs and pictures from her own private albums. She did the whole thing herself. It is her love letter to John Lennon. For words, she used one of her husband's recordings from the album, a song written by him for her. It is called Woman. Yoko Ono is a dedicated feminist, and perhaps for this reason, last week in what she called a gesture, she offered me this tape to show. If I didn't want to show it, she said, that was all right too. If I did want to, it could only be shown once. I asked Yoko if she wanted to add an audio tape to describe what we would be seeing. The answer came back, no. The tape says everything there is to say. Here now is that videotape exactly as I received it.
single peaked at number two in the Billboard Top 100 charts and number one in the U.S. Cashbox Top 100 charts. For the next two days, starting on January 14th at the Compass Point Studios in Los Angeles, California, Ringo continues to work on tracks for the You Can't Fight Lightning album sessions. Today's schedule was to include John. Since studio time had been previously booked, Starr worked on vocal overdubs and production with Ron Wood and Harry Nielsen. In America around this time, Geffen Records released the single Walking on Thin Ice by Yoko Ono, which features some exciting and strident electric guitar from John. Walking on Thin Ice will be released next week as a single on Geffen Records. Yoko sings and John plays an incredible guitar solo. This was the track John was working on the night he was killed.
tried to walk across the lake. Of course it was winter, when all this was ice. That's a hell of a thing to do, you know. They say the lake is as big as the ocean. I wonder if she knew about it. single peaked at number 35 in the UK singles charts and number 58 in the US Billboard Hot 100. The B-side of the single is a Yoko song titled It Happened. This 1973 remix comes from Yoko's LP Feeling the Space and contains a dialogue from a current walk through New York Central Park with John. <laughs> hey Yoko, why don't you buy that building? You can have one room to keep your fur coats and one to keep cats in. <laughs> it looks awful dark. Okay. Look at that beautiful way the light behind the building. Should we head, let's head towards the sun? Yeah, right, right. Can, you can bleach out into the sun. Huh? John Lennon, I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, here we are again. Just two average people strolling through the park. <laughs> Fun, isn't it? over in London on Monday, January 28th, McCartney's band equipment was flown to the Caribbean island of Montserrat, a small volcanic island in the West Indies, where Beatles producer George Martin built a recording studio. I saw an in-flight magazine which talked about the Emerald Isle of the Caribbean, an island called Montserrat. The thing that struck me about Montserrat 
was that everybody was so friendly and it's still like that. I think that was the chief reason why I decided to buy that property and start a high-tech studio on a remote island. Went back to England and everyone said how crazy I was. And of course I was crazy. Then on February 2nd, whether it was to escape the heavy feelings of Lennon's murder or to continue work on his next album, Paul, Linda, and his kids, along with Denny and Jojo Lane, fly off to the island of Montserrat. McCartney also invites English drummer Dave Maddox to play on a couple of tracks. Here's Dave. Montserrat was just something of, oh God, it was beautiful. I loved it. I loved the place. I mean, I'd spent time in the Caribbean. My wife and I used to go out there for holidays, but I, I, I loved it. And the studio was unbelievable. I mean, I'd spent a lot of time in air studios in London, so I, I, I was familiar with high-end studios. Definitely remember cutting Dress Me Up. I would start playing something and he'd go, yeah, when you get to that bit, maybe more kind of thing. I said, something like this? Yeah, that was as much as he told me. was there for that first week saw who was coming in stanley clark ringo dad and everything i said do you mind if i hung around they were very very accommodating and said yeah in fact there's a side thing there george martin said to me out in montserrat dave don't stay with the other hooligans in this ensemble why don't you come and stay with me and judy in the house i remember getting friggin served breakfast by judy martin the first and I'm going, this is not real. I've got George Martin's wife asking me if I want coffee. or, t- I mean, this is just, this is surreal. As a side note, 
Dave also played last month on George Harrison's sessions on the tracks Blood from a Clone and Dream Away. On February 8th, jazz bassist Stanley Clark arrives on Montserrat from Philadelphia, along with American studio drummer Steve Gadd. Now that Dave Maddox had returned to London for another session. I was there for that first week, saw who was coming in, initially said, could I stay? They said yes. And then I realized that I had a session booked back in London with Gus Dudgeon. So I remember in the space of kind of 24 hours, I went from Montserrat to pissing down with rain in London at CBS Studios on a Monday morning. (laughs) While waiting for the pair to arrive, McCartney wrote a new song. I knew that uh, Steve Gadd and Stanley Clark were coming in the next day and that we were going to do a session. So instead of just doing one of the songs that I had written, I thought it would be really nice if I write something fresh because I'll be fresh on it. Then I'll just play it to them. and We'll all be up to this kind of same time on the whole thing. On this particular Sunday afternoon, you know, I kind of sat outside. It was nice weather. And uh, just got my guitar and just got off in a little corner. So I'm, I wrote that one, uh, Somebody Who Cares. The next day, Stanley Clark... Steve Gadd, Denny Lane, and Paul McCartney worked on the song. Took it to the session. I actually still didn't have the middle. So I said, hang on a couple of minutes, lads. I've got a bit of a song here cooking. It's going to be good, I think. Uh, give me about an hour. Go and have a cup of tea or something. So I kind of sat around for another hour on some back steps in the studio and uh, got the bit I was quite happy with. And so I went into the studio, and then it was like, well, how are we going to start this one? Well, let's just try it like this. And and, uh, Stanley was ad-libbing a bit on his bass, and he was getting some nice harmonics and stuff. Stanley Clark. Well, yeah, we really wanted something that that sounded really warm. So I started off on the acoustic. I just started playing a little thing there. Stanley came along with it. And then I just had a little riff that would get me out of it and into the song. When your body is coming apart at the seams And the whole thing's feeling low You're convincing yourself that there's nobody there I know I know Like somebody has taken the wheels off your car When you had somewhere to go Well, it's annoying not going to get very far, I know But somebody cares There's always someone somewhere you should know by now Always somebody day on February 10th, Paul, Denny, Steve, and Stanley jammed on a chord structure that was assembled by McCartney and Clark. Steve Gadd. There's a certain pleasure that you get from being able to give someone what they're looking for. 
when we can finally reach an understanding about what it is that they want and then, you know, and be able to execute. Nintendo check. Thank you very much. So our routine generally when we were in Monster was that Paul had his whole family in the villa and we would generally spend the morning by ourselves. I would be with my family, he would be with his. Sometimes we'd meet up on the beach for fun, but we would spend the mornings enjoying ourselves. And then round about one o'clock or two o'clock, we would start working in the studio. Dynamics, if we just started, maybe sort of very simple. I think so. Love, I'm gonna pick you up. Just mm. Love, I'm gonna pick you up in the morning. Love, I'm gonna take you out on a journey. I don't know where I'm going to, but I know what I've been going through. Without you by my side You Over in America, final mixing of Ringo's You Can't Fight Lightning album sessions takes place at the Compass Point Studios in Los Angeles on the 13th of February. Now that the sessions are completed, Ringo and Barbara fly to Montserrat on February 15th to record a couple of tracks with McCartney, Gad, Clark, and Lane at George Martin's Air Studios. Ringo walks in and says, my kingdom for a Marlborough.
most people would say that you're a very lucky man to have two drummers on the track, uh, Take It Away, like Steve Gadd and Ringo Starr. How did he come to join the party? Well, I say, you know, the idea with the album was to work with whoever we thought we needed. George and I had said we wouldn't work just with a group, Wings or, or any group. We would just cast each thing as if it was a film or something, and we'd just decide who we needed. One of the drummers, the name kept coming up with anyone I worked with. The fellas in Wings and stuff, Steve Holly, his big idol is Steve Gadd, you know, and he kept saying, wow, you know, Steve has a really great drummer. So George and I thought, well, ring him up, see if he'll come. So he came, then Ringo was coming to work on another track, so I managed to persuade him to both be there at the same time kind of thing, and Ringo said, well, the one drummer I wouldn't mind drumming with would be Steve Gadd. They'd worked together before. And Steve didn't mind at all. song titled Average Person was also re-recorded with Ringo, dismissing the Dave Maddox drum version. Ringo and Barbara departed the island on February 19th, flying back to Los Angeles. The next day, February 20th, Sun Records recording artist Carl Perkins flies into Montserrat from Jackson, Tennessee. 
Paul had phoned Carl earlier in the week to ask him to record a track that McCartney wrote that had a country flair. Carl Perkins recalls. I got a phone call here at my home and uh, Valda answered the phone. She said, Carl, it's Paul McCartney. I said, ah, you got to be kidding. Carl. Hello. Carl McCartney just called. Valda, are you kidding me? Paul McCartney. <laughs> now listen, this I'm telling you guys. Hear me? <laughs> he left his number. And he told me he was recording an album down on an island uh, in the West Indies uh, at a place called Air Studios, which he and George Martin owned down there, a great place. He said, I sure would like to have you come down. I said, Stevie Wonder's here, Ringo's here, and I'm doing an, a new album, and I've written a song that I'd like for you to do on it with me. I said, well, I got a problem. I, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> you know? He said, well, I'll have my travel agent send you a ticket. I said, man, I really would love for you to come. I said, get the ticket. I'm on my way. I wound up on an island called Antigua. I was met by a little private plane that took me over to an island called Montserrat. I was met in a jeep by Paul McCartney and his wife Linda. I threw my old guitar, my bag in the back, and we took off across the moon. Uh, cinder pass, really. Came down late at night, went uh to bed, got up the next morning, and he hadn't seen the island, obviously, because he arrived at night. He said, he came back later that day, he said, Paul, he said, believe me, he said, this morning, he said, I, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I stayed eight days, and it was wonderful, just had a great time, great musicians down there. Uh, for an old country boy like me, it was, uh, it was a little bit like going to heaven. The first full day of recording happened on February 24th. Paul and Carl played some old songs before tackling McCartney's new tune. Lend me your coat, it's time to go home. I gotta confess, my hair is a mess. Daddy will shout. Let's come in the way we would have. Well, kissing you was fun, honey bun. Thanks for the day. <laughs> Time's come to run, honey bun. Sugar bug is getting late. Late, late, late to life. Straighten my tie. Lend me your call. We gotta go home. Above it all, 
Unless that Unless the world is flat I wanna get it mm-hmm. I wanna get it just in case it doesn't come around again I wanna get it mm-hmm. I wanna get it and I wanna get it good If I've been misunderstood I want to get it while the going is good The telephone rang About a song I sang The life of Cadillac and Ultra for sure Is automatic for the lady demure She came and she went Without a single dent You gotta get it You gotta get it, don't forget it, don't come around again, you gotta get it, mm-hmm. you gotta get it, and you gotta get it good. Wonderful days with you and your family 
And I'm kind of sentimental. I, I thought, you know, uh, the night before I left, I was sitting out on this patio and I was kind of semi-talking to God, thinking about how lucky I had been to have been in the presence of these people for eight days. And I thought, you know, you might chuck up, old man, saying goodbye in the morning. You might ought to just write you a little song. So. I did. I sat there and I said, On the Isle of Montserrat, no, I never shall forget. Just a country boy, a guitar and a song. On the Isle of Montserrat, no, I never shall forget. Just a country boy, a guitar and a song. You invited me in. And you've treated me like kin And you've given me a reason to go home My old friend Thanks for inviting me in My Goodbye never mean the end And if we never meet again This side of life In a little while over yonder Where is peace and quiet My old friend Won't you think about me If I told you how I'd feel Oh, it wouldn't sound so real Cause emotions, they are just now setting in But it sure is great to know That wherever we may go We can always be the best of friends My Fighting me My old friend May this goodbye Never mean the end And if we'll never meet again This side of life In a little while Over yonder Where is peace and quiet, my old friend? Won't you think about me every now and then? And I'll think about you, my I finished. If I told you how he was really crying then. 
tears flowing down his face, and he stepped outside. Our emotions, they're just now setting in. And Linda put her arms around me. She said, thank you, Carl. He needed that. That wherever Lennon had been killed the prior December. My old friend. It was a touching moment, and it was kind of a, a little frightful moment for me. My home. May this goodbye never mean the end. And if we never meet again, this side of my head, in a little while over yonder, where is peace? My old friend, won't you think about me every now and then? Don't even remember the crazy night when we were, we um friend came by in a boat and we went oh, out. Oh, we yeah, This remember. Was this some boat? <laughs> this is like, boy, yeah, it was like the British Navy had arrived I or something. Know. In a it big, posh yacht. And I remember you said, uh, I've, I've just done this song and I'd like to sing it to you. And you go. And we're all sitting around. Go on, Carl, you sing it. You go. On the island oh, of Montserrat <laughs> I never will forget. And I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> That's I never will form. forget. Everyone's <laughs> going, he's forgot. <laughs> On February 25th, after much delay due to scheduling, American singer-songwriter Stevie Wonder flies to Montserrat to record with Paul. I had a song called Ebony and Ivory, which is about black and white notes on the keyboard. And uh, the idea was that... Uh, it's no good to just have all the black notes. Or it's no good to just have all the white notes. The idea is you put them together and you get a harmony. I heard that said by a fellow called Spike Milligan once, who's one of our British intellectuals. And um, I wrote a song called Ebony and Ivory about black and white people and the piano. And so I wanted to, somebody black to sing it with rang up Stevie Wonder and said, look, you know, I've got this song about black and white. I'd like you to help me. It might be a nice song for the both of us. Would you be interested? I would do the white unless he would uh, white up and I would black up, but we decided against that. So um, he, he was the choice, Stevie Wonder. He said, come on, come on to Montserrat. It's great here, you know, and you need a holiday and you've got to come down and I sold him on it. And he said, yeah, great, you know, come out. And he came down to Montserrat. Stevie was great. He's, uh, he's got no sense of time. You're here then, Steve. You're great, you know. He's his own man. And we had a lot of laughs. You know, he's funny. Tell Paul that he's just uh, very jealous because when we were in Manzarat, he found that I was a better driver than he was. Mm-hmm. One. Hey, 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 hey. 
bad. That was so bad. First, I have to take a break. For Heimlich. Solo Heimlich. I like that, you Steve. Are you happy? Well, I'm happy. Heimlich! You know it seems so difficult to find a way to find me. I got it now. We learn to live when we learn to give each other what we need to survive together alive. Have a knee and ivory, mommy. I'm coming home to you, baby. jamming on this other tune and uh, he got on the uh, synthesizer and started plonking away and it was a great riff he came up with was the what's that you're doing with I just got on drums actually and just started to try and keep up with him and just banging away on drums and uh, it gradually sort of cut my part back and kind of said well uh, couldn't you just kind of go boom chick boom chick so I said fine fine terrific. I'd love to do that gulp so anyway we put it down very very simply like that and then he wasn't too sort of wild on the drumming still although I thought you know I'll get it don't worry he kept saying oh, you know maybe you could cut it back a little so it ended up I was just kind of just doing bass drum and snare sort of thing. So I kind of redid the whole thing and uh, got him in the pocket, Steve, if you're listening. Yeah. 
As you listen to the track, what's that you're doing very carefully, you will hear towards the end, I think I'm right in saying, a snatch of a former Beatles hit. Yes. Whose idea was that? Yours or his? It was Mr. Steve Lynn Morris, who threw it in. Stevie just actually threw it in. You know, he was doing his rough vocal track. And at the end, he threw in She Loves You, you know. She loves you, yeah, So then when we did the backing vocals, we kind of answered him back. Paul continues to record on the island of Montserrat. In America, at the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, the music plagiarism case of APCO Music Inc., The Plaintiff, versus Harrisong's Music Limited and Apple Records Limited, The Defendants, regarding the Harrison song, My Sweet Lord, and the Bright Tunes music hit, He's So Fine, is settled. Judge Owen presiding orders George Harrison to pay APCO Music Inc. 587,000 U.S. dollars. On February 27th in Secaucus, New Jersey, Mark and Carol Lapidus host the 7th annual Beatles Fans Convention, Beatlefest 81. This year's three-day event is held at the Meadowlands Hilton Hotel. I, along with my friends, attend on Saturday, February 28th. It's been some days in preparation, a splendid time is guaranteed for all. And tonight, Mr. Kite is topping the bill. This year's special guests include film producer Walter Shenson. 
Jensen's most notable films amongst Beatle fans are A Hard Day's Night and Help. We all know the Beatles are uh, probably the most successful, popular show business phenomenon of all time. And uh, I'm glad the movies hold up because um, there are new generations of youngsters who haven't seen the Beatles. There are people who are coming to see this movie now who weren't born when we made the movie and they're young and their teens are not that young they're growing up so that i think that there will always be an audience for this movie excuse me have you seen that little old mama broken out the blessed freedom of it all have you got a nail file these handcuffs are killing me i was saying they're innocent i don't want to go sorry to disturb you girls i bet you can't get what i was in for New York's WPLJ-FM radio's DJ Jimmy Fink is the master of ceremonies. This is Jimmy Fink at WPLJ New York. This is 95.5 WPLJ. Paul McCartney and Wings. The fest was very well attended and sometimes felt crowded. One surprise highlight was a visual tribute to John. After the talented sound-alike acts, there were more Beatles mini-films and an auction, until the house band Liverpool played. A splendid time was had by all. On March 2nd, McCartney completes recordings on Montserrat and flies back to London, where he books studio time at London's Air Studios on Oxford Street. Producer George Martin. We got an awful lot done in a very short space of time. We just started, made this, uh, 
While mixing the tracks on March 3rd in the studio, Paul took a break poking his head in an adjacent studio to say hi to the band that was going to record there. McCartney was invited in by Cozy Powell, the drummer for the band The Michael Schenker Group. Since their bassist Chris Glenn did not show up yet for their recording session, Paul volunteered to play bass. He wound up playing for hours.
The MSG album credits did include thanks to Paul McCartney. Checks in the post, Macca. Continuing in a moment. Ringo breaks down during an interview. I'm really sad. I still miss John a great deal. I'll always miss him, you know, but it's still brand new. Do you want to stop that now? George gathers his old bandmates to play for John. He was always the noisy one or the, uh, <laughs> you know, the cheeky one, the pushy one. He'd be a bit more outspoken than, than the others. And Wings disband. Well, we talked about it early on, Denny and I and the fellas in Wings and Lady in Wings. We decided that it was time for some kind of change. Next on Yesterday and Today. Or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts yesterday and today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) 
Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash Yesterday and Today Podcast or Facebook.com slash Third Men. Or you could head to Society6.com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's Society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see oh, me. For God's sake.